Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Friday the 19th of March. My name is Zara Seidler and helping me make sense of today's news is Sam Kozlowski. Making news today, Australian aid lands in PNG. Tanzania's president passes away. Some good news about nursing homes in the US. And a breakdown of the proposed consent app. Here's today's Daily Digest. So continuing a story we've heard quite a bit about this week, Queensland has now recorded eight new COVID-19 cases in hotel quarantine, six of which were returning travellers from Papua New Guinea. Flights between Port Moresby and Cairns have been banned and there are now 48 cases in Queensland. Aid from Australia to support the fight against COVID-19 in Papua New Guinea has already begun arriving in the nation's capital, delivered by ADF personnel. Tanzania's President John Magafuli has died at age 61 after being absent from the public since February 27. The Vice President announced the news, citing that the President had died of heart failure. During his absence, rumours had been circulating suggesting Magafuli had contracted coronavirus. The President had been a prominent COVID-19 denier. And finally, the good news. New data from John Hopkins University has found COVID-19 cases in US nursing homes have fallen by over 80% since December last year. A spokesperson for the American Healthcare Association said the vaccine appears to be having a dramatic effect on reducing cases, which is extremely encouraging. There's being self-deprecating and then there's being Mick Fuller. The New South Wales Police Commissioner suggested an app yesterday to record sexual consent between two partners He said, to be honest with you, the app could be the worst idea I have in 2021. But the reality is that in five years, perhaps it won't be. Zara, tell me about the worst app idea in 2021. This was a funny one yesterday because the New South Wales Police Commissioner Mick Fuller suggested that there should be an app or technology used to record sexual consent between two partners. He suggested that this would be led by a private company, not the government, and that it would entail people logging onto this app, logging their age, and then swiping left or right, depending on whether they had provided explicit consent or not before engaging in sexual activity. So the proposal of the app obviously caught a bit of heat yesterday. What were the key concerns and criticisms with the app? The key concern was that consent is not black and white and that you can withdraw consent at any time during a sexual experience. So a yes to one thing is not a yes to all things. And that was the overriding theme that was coming through. I was speaking to Chanel Contos about this app yesterday, and she made a really great point about the fact that the same forces that create sexual coercion will just coerce people into accepting the app and that it is bound to just protect perpetrators over victims. Here's what Chanel had to say when we spoke to her earlier. It's just a band-aid solution that revolves the issue around yes and no being said, where it's so much broader than that. You know, we need to teach young people how to have healthy, intimate relationships. We need to teach society how to have healthy, intimate relationships. Consent changes every single second, every single position, every single new act. And people need to learn to be empathetic and pick up on body language and put their own desires aside for the person in front of them's comfort at that time. Something I've been thinking a lot about in the last couple of weeks has been who are the voices in the room leading this discussion? And while it's clear that there are a number of technological and philosophical issues with the app, I think a lot of the anger yesterday was also about who was saying it. I don't necessarily think it was about who was saying it 
versus who is actually thinking about this and how much time they are spending thinking about these ideas. If the police commissioner thought that this idea was a bad one, I'm not sure it needed to be said in a public space or in a public forum, especially when women are feeling so on edge and so defeated by the news cycle. We need to consult with the women who are experiencing these sexual assaults so that the nuance of consent and violence can actually be captured in whatever response we do implement. And I commend the police commissioner for starting to think about how technology can aid that movement. But it does appear, and the commissioner seems to have acknowledged this himself, this is not the way that we need to protect women, both at the time of an incident and afterwards. There need to be responses for women that acknowledge the role of consent education as a preventative means and reshaping the way we view our relationships. But we also need structures in place for after an incident does occur so that more women are believed and that more cases can be heard in court. That's all we have time for today. But in the meantime, follow the day's news on Instagram at The Daily Oz. It's where over 95,000 Australians get their news throughout the day and we would love you to become part of the community. Have a fantastic weekend.